Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of PreacherCast, an unofficial podcast for the AMC original series Preacher. This is your host Mopsin speaking. And this is Jawad. Uh, we are not experts of the comics, but we are here to pretty much give you a recap of uh, the current week's episode. So if you guys are tuning into PreacherCast for the first time, what we do here is we basically talk about everything that went on during the uh, fresh new episode. So this week, we will be talking about the new episode, which is titled South Will Rise Again. Uh, to find more PreacherCast episodes uh, on filmbashbook.com, all you got to do is check out the website and search up PreacherCast. You can also email us at podcast at filmbashbook.com. So we're basically at that halfway point for the first season. So uh, going into this, I was pretty much hoping that some of the storylines would start progressing as we cross over with you know most of the characters. It's still uh, some build up going on. It's nothing. Well, there were some big moments, but nothing like uh, huge yet. Yeah, there were some connections that were made, but it was a little bit unclear. That I thought. Um, also, there was um, there were some interesting moments that you know maybe we can take a note of like with the uh the opening sequence with the uh saint of killers yeah which i thought was pretty cool that was really cool uh i thought like even if you don't know what's going on just that little piece itself feels like a could be like a cool short film that they did i just thought that was really well done just kind of like uh sad uh in a way you felt bad for him um, what happened towards the end of that scene. Uh, but, you know, just the way it was shot was very, very kind of sad and uh, grim and, you know, the hanging bodies of the Native Americans and overall, in general, like the, even like some of the, the violence, especially with the, when you saw the, the family where the father was killed and there was the, the kid watching his mom get raped while his father's lying dead. That was just so horrible. Yeah, I felt bad for that family. Like, I, I understand... Um, well, I guess we could just call him the saint for now, but um, he he, des- he desperately wanted to help him. Yeah, I mean, he was there for himself, for his own family, trying At to first, get the medicine. Yeah. But seeing that happen, and then I guess when he saw the next... Uh, whatever carriage coming in with the kid he felt you know maybe felt the need to like try to help them after seeing before like what had happened to the other family but it's still he he was on his own mission to like save his own family which didn't end up working out yeah he got there too late and then that you could say that because he tried to help that one family out he ended up you know losing his own yeah he ended up getting beat up for it and then uh, he lost. He lost his horse too. Yeah, and had to walk back. Yeah. And the preacher there, which I don't know if he's a real preacher, but he was, you know, clearly uh, not very uh, pious. But he was. He said he had seen him kill a lot of people, which I guess in Gettysburg, which I guess leads to him becoming the same killers who, you know, just kills without any remorse or or anything. I mean, this show deals with a lot of flashbacks, but um, 
it's it's still pretty unclear what the connection is with the main story. But I know yeah. I know that the uh, the showrunner, uh, one of the EPs, uh, Sam Caitlin, in an interview said that we're gonna find out soon. You know how this all connects, but I feel like, you know, if this was getting done sooner, then it might give us a better understanding of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Just from watching, even though it's really interesting, especially intro and and everything, it just from watching, I wouldn't really know how it's connected. Like if I didn't know any of the, their backstories, they're all interesting, but uh, it can be a little bit confusing as to why like why everything is happening and especially in the beginning i think the other character that i felt sorry for in this episode was uh eugene uh aka uh, arseface during the episode yeah i guess that that was the next part where some people still feel like he should kill himself you know uh, even his own dad thinks that he should have just you know and ended it there yeah i don't know if it's that really meant i mean he didn't really mean it but like you know yeah but he was just getting he was just frustrated yeah and just seeing what uh what he's going through his son is still eugene is still going through Uh, i think like he's been trying to put up with it trying to help but he just reached that limit i guess when they were sitting in the breakfast yeah definitely and then uh when when uh, Jesse took Eugene to uh, Tracy's place, and then you know, with her mom coming out, you know, yeah. s- you know blaming him for what happened to her, that must have been really tough. But uh, I mean, Eugene still kept that you know sweetness to him throughout the whole thing. Yeah, he feels guilty, um, I guess, um, but he he wants to make things right, but. And I guess he's looking for forgiveness in a way, like at least not maybe just for his father's, for the sake of his father, but he has still has that innocence, but I guess nobody else does. Nobody in the rest of the town yeah, uh, really cares, at least not yet. Right. But overall, I thought uh, the guy who played him, Ian Coletti, I thought he did a great job playing Eugene. Yeah. And then he kept... You know the personality there, his uh, the way he stayed into character, and you know it almost made it look convincing. Right, and like even with the prosthetic or or whatever he has on his face, to you know you you don't see like a lot of you can't see a lot of uh, face facial facial reaction, reactions because it's all makeup and but, stuff. But but I think it's mostly in the eyes. Like, right, just exactly. looking at the eyes, like you know. He you know, does really well with that. Like you know, when you're acting and you're in a scene, like eyes are sometimes the most important part. But you know, he has to maybe do a little bit more with his eyes to like get some of the yeah. like his thoughts or like uh, emotions across. Uh, yeah, because he can't do that with just his face. Right, and and even though like they uh, subtitle it, sometimes you can understand what he's saying actually. Like. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you but can I still, appreciate the subtitles. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Like, even though he, it's a little audible to hear what he's saying, but you can still understand it. Well, all of that ended up getting you know fixed. Jesse Custard's uh, you know powers, which he right. got to use a lot of during this episode. He was using extensively. He was yeah. almost like 
I don't know if you could say like being a bit irresponsible or just kind of using it like uh, like it didn't like as if it was nothing like like as if now he's comfortable with that power it's not just like novel like um, and a little bit almost like showing off like he was smiling a little bit like he can kind of do whatever he wants and people are don't have a choice but to listen to him. Yeah, it's kind of like you're drawing that fine line between Jesse having this uh, godlike power and then there's also, you know, him being uh, worshipped or hated at the same time. So I mean, in the, in the previous uh, episodes, he's... And even in this one, he has, he has a good intentions. He wants to help and he wants to get people to follow uh the right path but you can see like that power is making him feel a little bit like it's like uh, sometimes a little bit about him you know like making himself feel good and yeah that that is like the opposite side of it like having too much maybe too much power and feel starting to be maybe a little bit corrupted by it yeah especially with uh donnie who uh, who fell victim to uh, his uh, power? Yeah, I think that's that's one of the critical things they were showing in this episode. That you know he knows he realizes he he may be the only one that really, besides Cassidy, who you know um, is his friend. Like Donnie, no, kind of knows that he has this power, and that could like end up like causing real problems for the preacher if other people find out. I mean, I think I think Donnie was the one who told his his wife uh, Betsy about the power. I yeah. feel like Betsy is gonna be more of a, you know, much more fearsome than uh, Donnie, because you know, like right right towards the end, she was telling him that you know Jesse's gonna get exactly what he deserves. Yeah, I don't know what exactly that means, but that sounds like she's planning something. Yeah, and definitely like gonna. If Donnie's not going to be able to do something about it, she will. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what she uh, cooks up. But um, I also want to talk about uh, the um, what was going on with uh, Cassie and Tulip. Because, you know, they, they had some, you know, turns, you know, notable turns going on. And then, um, you know, like how Tulip, you know, like after knowing that, how Jesse is now with all this power, like, she kind of feels left out. So she ends up, you know, going to Cassidy for some comfort. Well, in the beginning when they're talking, uh, it seems like, well, Cassidy uh, says that he's he loves her. I don't know they, why, like, I guess they had just, seemed like they just recently met in the last episode after Tulip almost killed him. But she was still kind of had something with Jesse. Like she still felt like she was gonna end up uh, teaming up with Jesse or being with Jesse to get you know revenge. But uh, yeah, later in the episode, it, when she actually has a conversation with Jesse, you find out it's not the case. So she ends up and then ends up going back to Cassidy. I feel that was more of an exchange. Like you know you. Uh... Like, I help you, and you help me get my revenge. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of what they were trying yeah. to do there. I mean, um, 
Cassidy, even though he's, you know, hanging out, taking drugs and hanging out with prostitutes, he seemed a bit genuine when he said that he uh, fell for her. But Tulip, you know, when she tells him later, it's uh, not, I don't think that, that didn't seem genuine. That seemed more like she was just kind of doing it to use him. Where she might have felt that way about Jesse, but um, but with Cassidy, it's just uh, like almost like a business transaction. Yeah, definitely. But I would say on a lighter note, with that scene uh, between Fiore and LeBlanc, you know, uh, trying yeah. to decide like whether they should answer the phone call, like oh, all that build up <laughs> from uh, last week's episode came up to nothing after that phone how long do do you let the phone ring yeah like Like how how, long (laughs) who is gonna be on the call that long is it like god's secretary or someone that's like just like let it ring yeah just let it ring (laughs) and then we'll see if they answer it and then they're probably waiting so long like has it been that long already okay oh maybe in heaven (laughs) their time sense of time is different maybe like yeah you know a day could be like one minute or something that phone was, yeah, the phone was ringing for a while, but they were obviously, like, trying to, it was just funny watching them trying to rehearse what they were actually Yeah, what say. they were going to say, and then, yeah. It's still, like, they still seemed kind I, of, I still like, felt like, you know, that should have, you know, built up to something, you know, yeah. after that, but. But I think it was yeah. meant just kind of, like, to be humorous. Yeah. To show, like. They're a little bit of their personality too, uh, more of their personality, like how kind of simple-minded they are or like child-like they are. They're on a mission and they have this authority, but still their sense of thinking or like how to uh, handle Jesse and even like how to respond to whoever they're, the angels or whoever they're supposed to respond to is like a very kind of like novice or childlike way. And then I'd like to also mention, like, towards the end of the episode, like, what happened with uh, Odin. Because uh, we got to see, like, like we saw a very dark side to Jesse, but we never got to see it with Odin as much. So, yeah, you know, you could, yeah. you, could have, you could tell that he was just a mean kind of guy before. He, he did certain things that were... Yeah, but we didn't um, see him like this, like... Not really not violent. Not really violent, yeah. Or, like, being hands-on violent. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that was... I don't know if that was just... That wasn't Odin being Odin because he was still under the influence of Jesse's words, like like the word of God or yeah. whatever. And, um, you know, he was warming up to the Green Acres people and, and it seemed like he was doing that because of, um, of the last episode of what Jesse told him. But then in the end, it completely changes, which I I sort of, as I was watching it, I kind of got that feeling. You had this little sense, like they were sitting down and it's like, they're, it's being too nice. You could tell that something was... Yeah, like something was definitely going on there. And, you know, he was like waiting for that last fourth person too, but they were like, oh, maybe we don't need to wait. But you, you could tell that, that something was about to happen. But that was still like, kind of crazy and cool to see too but but I think when he actually like went and shot all of them which was like pretty pretty bloody it was I think he was still following that like what Jesse had told him I think he still felt like he was following 
like the word of God in a way by uh, getting rid of them. I mean, I don't know um, how exactly all that works into uh, into the you know God's belief, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he wasn't like his reaction Odin's after killing them wasn't like uh, you know he wasn't back to his old self like his uh, um, mean spirit to him. It was just like oh he that's just like what he had to do like cleaning the washing dishes like that was his task and he did it and that was the end of it yeah pretty much but you like know that, it wasn't a big deal but then again you know you gotta admit like seeing jackie earl Haley, uh you know unleash himself on screen it, was yeah. still pretty good it was very cool yeah it was very cool to watch even though it was you know i felt bad for those guys i don't know yeah <laughs> They did not see it coming. No, um, they did not. The look on, I remember, like, the look on the last lady's face when they're sitting on the couch. It was like, <laughs> just before she got shot was uh, was priceless. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, I mean, overall, I felt like for for this episode, uh, you know, towards the end, we, we finally got to see, you know, that sit down between Fior and LeBlanc with uh, Jesse. Right, you know, yeah. Telling him that, you know, he... You know, that thing inside him has to, you know, I think that out. was smart in their way. Instead of just, like, before just going in and, like, trying to kill him right off the bat without even, like, talking to him. Which I guess they did with Cassidy, but it was good to see them. I don't know, see that, but I don't know what that, where that's going to lead. But I yet. feel like that's going to be the push that Preacher needs for the story to move forward as we're like halfway through the season right because maybe he still doesn't know what he has like yeah he, i think he thinks it's something like he thinks it's, it's, it's yeah him. it's god but it's not like right yeah. and now like they can actually like explain to him yeah like, like what's what going it, on you right know, who what this thing inside him is like he can finally put it together yeah like he kind of assumed what it was like something good like there for to for him to do good but um you know and that's what he was trying to use it for even though he was uh over using it you could say but uh now he'll know and it'll be interesting to see like how he uses it now like with once he has that information and just from the preview of the next episode it seems like things do get start to get a little bit crazy i don't know exactly what's going to happen but things are heating up so to say yeah i would think so too but uh, i mean for this show it's uh there's a lot of good you know stuff going on and then it definitely does become more of a different type of show so i'm hoping that you know for the rest of the season that we get to see something really special definitely does stand out you know as a entirely different show yeah for sure i mean it has like some really strong themes uh, obviously religious themes um, in it, but also some very cool, just the style of it, and it doesn't back down from any violence. You could you could see from Odin's scene and from the first, the scene with the scene of killers, the cowboy in the beginning. It has some really good things going for it. It'll be nice to see where it goes when it is like building up to this climax or whatever it's, it's getting to, which probably involves the scene of killers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And also, like, just going back to the the two angels, Fiore and... Blanc? Yeah, 
debunk. They, um, I guess, they never ended up uh, answering the phone call. Like, <laughs> um, like we want to know who is on the other end of that line. Yeah, and since they didn't pick it up, that means I wonder what that means. Like, obviously, I guess they're not going to try calling back, or are they going to try calling back, or? Are they now going to send someone Some, Somebody else? else to, you know, just check in on them? Yeah. Or see if they're I getting the job done? That might... Uh, I was reading that might lead to the scene of killers. Like, since they haven't been able to depend on them, they're going to go to the cowboy and like as a scene of killers. And, yeah. And then have him go after the preacher. Okay. So that might be where it's leading to. All right. I mean, that would be a much better explanation for... You know, this, uh, this flashback that we had there. Right. Like, see how it all ties in. Right, definitely. Well, that's it from us, guys. So, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of PreacherCast. Uh, you guys can find more of my work on film-book.com. All you got to do is uh, search up my name, Muslim Mahbub, or you could search up our show, PreacherCast. If you guys have any comments for me, you can also, you know, reach me at my Twitter handle, which is uh, MuffsonNY. And you guys can also check out Jawad as well. Yeah, my, uh, you can reach me at my Twitter. My handle is webhead1974. And uh, if you guys are listening to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, uh, make sure you guys uh, rate and review this episode so you know we can get these five-star ratings. If you are listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, uh, Filmbook Podcasts, Please like our video, subscribe to our channel, and even leave us a comment. So definitely give us some good thoughts out there, or if you guys have any comments on the current week's episode of Preacher, which, by the way, got uh, picked up for an expanded second season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 13 episodes, so... Slightly longer. Slightly longer, but uh, still, you know, we'll be watching more uh, Preacher for maybe many years to come, so... yeah. And maybe, like, since this first season seems like it is leading to, is mostly build up an introduction and then coming to some sort of climax. It is halfway through now, but uh, I guess there's still a lot more uh, to tell, more story to tell. And when this, in the second season, you know, probably won't need a lot of that. And maybe it'll go a little bit of a faster pace. Yeah. yeah but, uh, but it's been, still been entertaining so far. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, tune in next week when we review the latest episode of Preacher. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks.